At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on Kill the Mockingbird. Truth to report with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Sebastian. Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? Welcome to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris, with my homie with me out in so, uh, no, you're in Northern Cali, right? That's right, Northern, Northern Cali. Cali. bass. what's good with you, man? Man, uh, doing well, uh, enjoying a lot of, uh, you know, early California sun for this time of year. We're, we're uh, missing out on rain, which uh, might lead to some, uh, bad news maybe in the summer when uh, fire season rolls around but enjoying the nice 70 degree weather and uh sunshine while the rest of the country has been going uh almost uh frozen over to a degree yeah for us it wasn't that bad either you know like we got, Texas that, got yeah and you know that's when our you know just let everybody know we kind of took a little week off we've been trying to regroup with all of our so- shadow banning and that and such and just getting blocked on our lives, so we're kind of like not going live for a while. Plus, I'm building the website and doing music. Seabass got his business and shit. So sometimes we just needed like a little breather. It just sucked because it was a pretty big, you know. I did want to talk about what happened in Texas, but it was covered, you know, vastly. And luckily, that I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people did get affected. But really, what if anybody does can do anything? I know that people that I know out there, what they're looking for is water. Water is like the main key right now like you're saying in california you know like water's gold (laughs) yeah uh it kind of ties into like a greater uh scarcity of essential you know goods that are kind of going around we saw we kind of highlighted last episode the chinese kind of cornering a lot of the grain grain market uh internationally and i think it's just kind of uh, a bigger squeeze on the overall food supply yeah most definitely that's Seems to be in the effect, you know, there's a lot of that um, Bill Gates talking about, like even my mom, who doesn't really like say stuff like that. She was like, yeah, they're talking about Bill Gates wants to eat fake meat. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's when you're like, when people that don't normally ask you stuff like that, like, because everybody asks me the crazy questions, you know, like they're like, well, I heard this crazy thing about, like, seriously, people I haven't talked to in a long time would just call me and be like, hey, what's up, man? man? Hey, man, just a quick question, man, about this vaccine, man. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm not an expert or anything, man. I'm just, I mean, I just know what I know, you know, what I think and what I've researched. But it's pretty funny when people that you don't expect, you know, that fake meat is coming out and the bugs and all that stuff, you know, making uh, hamburgers out of bugs. <laughs> and Yeah, there's a crazy agenda. And, it like, overall, it seems like a lot of... Uh these various 
talking points and things that the media has been pushing are kind of harmonizing all together into one central uh, kind of authoritarian push by a globalist agenda. And you can see like a, a lot of the lockdowns are being uh, praised because they're helpful to the climate change movement. Whether or not you kind of buy into that is up to you personally. But um, it, it seems like it's much more about economic control rather than protecting the environment. I would definitely agree. But I think that that is the other push, you know, besides the that's the. That's what we're preparing for, in my opinion, all of this, you know, that's happened last year is preparing for that. Um, climate change push of where people are going to be like, hey, you're going to have to stay inside for a little bit, you know, you know, your, your carbon footprint is a little, you know, they're going to push that and they're obviously pushing that on the younger uh, generations. Um, I'm going to start off clips because I'm going to start off with the official because you know what it is, right? America is back. America is back. Diplomacy is back. I'm at O'Keefe in Washington. Tonight, U.S. officials confirm airstrikes on multiple sites in Syria linked to Iranian-backed militias. The Pentagon says the strike was carried out in response to recent rocket attacks on locations in Iraq, where U.S. troops and personnel are located. Diplomacy is back. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> Diplomacy. Well, I mean, it kind of was part and parcel. Like, this was foretold way before even the election finished that Biden would be pushing to recontinue the, you know, the endless wars, the war on terror, and basically systematic regime change of various uh, sovereign states in the Middle East. And here we go. The domino that did not fall under the Obama administration, the Syrian regime, is now, you know, become the battlefield, the battle space uh, in this greater proxy war between uh, the globalists and United States and Israel versus Iran and kind of, to a degree, Russia and China. And, and this is why I was eager to talk to you about this because I think even before we actually kind of started this whole uh, The Truth Report, when I was just still, you know, just doing, trying to figure out what killed the mockingbird and trying to get it all together, we had a conversation and we did a podcast and I would, and even... In the truth report, we kept saying, I'm saying all year we've been saying that if Joe Biden becomes the president of the United States, there will be a proxy war with Iran. I think we've covered that pretty, <laughs> pretty intensely, man. You can put it on and record. Us. There's been plenty oh, of yeah. other voices in the alternate media community, but we, we've been on it for a long period of time and sustained. Like we've been very committed to this prediction and here lo and lo and behold the prophecy has been fulfilled by our none other than joe schmo uh biden for it's, sure it's so predictable but you know in this clown world you can't really fight these things not on this big of a scale but at least you can kind of wake some people up to it that were in denial about it like you know, I, I remember right after the election, people were like celebrating Biden being elected. I'm like, oh, we're going to be at war with Iran or a proxy yeah. war with them within within six months. It was only 36 days. <laughs> only 36 days. Isn't that crazy? 
And I'm glad you yeah. said about the all, uh, alternative uh, media because that have been covering it, not just us. Because obviously there's people that have been doing this a lot longer than us. We're kind of new to the game. But we've been in that same circle because we agree with them. And here's one of them, uh, Jimmy Dore, uh, points out uh, the hypocrisy from Kamala Harris. Here's what Kamala Harris said. She said the president needs to lay out a comprehensive strategy in Syria in consultation with Congress, and he needs to do it now. Oh, wait a minute. That was in 2018 when Donald Trump was <laughs> was bombing people. 2,700 likes, 1,000 retweets. I wonder what those people think about Kamala Harris bombing Syria today without consul- consulting Congress and without a comprehensive strategy. I wonder what those people think today. You know they don't give a shit because they don't have any integrity. They had Trump derangement syndrome, and they they easily get distracted by the shiny object, which was Donald Trump. And meanwhile, Joe Biden is a war criminal. He's a pathological liar, a war criminal, and an enemy of the workers. And they're okay with it because the media tells them to be. I mean, I know we don't normally, like, you know, I love Jimmy Dore. I don't really clip him a lot, but I was like, man, I got to clip me. That's a perfect one, you know, like. He Bullseye. Just, he, and he's a liberal, you know what I mean? He's progressive. He's yeah. a progressive. And he's he been, is. He's been a lot. Uh, he's been him and Glenn Greenwald, a couple of them, like, that are on that lib, uh, liberal progressive areas. And not just them. Those are just two that uh, to mention. But they've been heavy on this and very critical. And they've been trying to push their people's uh, uh people's party it's kind of like the progressive movement but they also realize that the two-party system is you know what i mean it's needs to go it's no good absolutely um and he absolutely like nailed it with uh that that rant right there um people just are so hypocritical when it comes to like what they choose to be outraged about i mean you see it in like almost everyday articles you know, day to day throughout, especially 2021, I find like the hypocrisy has reached unreal levels, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, most definitely. It's it's the hypocrisy plus hysteria equals chaos. Yeah. And that's what we're that's what we got right now. We have mass hysteria and so much hypocrisy. I was even I didn't really clip any of the CPAC event. There was a lot going on. I knew a lot of people were going to cover it. You know us, we try to, we do cover stuff that everybody covers, but we try to not cover, you know, like the stuff that's not talked about as much. But the only thing I'll say about that real quick is like, I heard Trump's thing and I know people like Trump. For me, I was like, okay, I made the right decision not voting for him, in my opinion of what he said. When he said, excuse me, when he said that he's, I'm not starting my own party I'm going to, you know, run if, you know, Republicans, this and that. And it, of course, he could still change his mind, obviously. But I just didn't like how he said that because I'm like Mitch McConnell, the head of the GOP, uh, that organization's completely corrupt and you know it and you're willing to still push it. So I was like, I'm glad I didn't vote for him. In my opinion, I'm not, you know, casting anybody, you know, shame on anybody for voting on him or anything, because obviously, like. I get it, and same thing with Biden. I know that people are very confused. It's confusing on how they lay everything out, but I just didn't like that, man. Uh, right now, I'm still like on that whole. If you're not for the, if you're for the two party system, I, I just can't do nothing for you because I think that's obviously the root of all of our problems in America. Yeah, and um, 
I think that it was a big tell when Trump didn't actually go to another like alternative social media after he got banned off of Twitter. And then recently I saw an article he was, uh, you know, begging to Facebook to be allowed back onto that platform. So he's not willing to actually step outside of the the establishment, like controlled spheres of communication and discourse you know, then how big of a difference is he really going to make? Or is he just really like, uh, at best, a cog in the works, at worst, controlled opposition? I, I think controlled opposition 100% because... Looking kind of like it to me, too. And I'm a very kind of angry... I'm not angry, but I'm dissatisfied with the way, like, they handled uh, a lot of the election fraud stuff and their, their litigation against it. They didn't have a coherent plan. They had a bad, you know, everything was dismissed on, um, you know, circumstantial things that were outside of the actual evidence. They didn't even admit the evidence. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there's, I definitely think there's a degree that the courts are kind of one-sided on this, but I think they could have done a much better job and they were shilling for money the whole time from their supporters raised a bunch of money and barely put anything towards like an actual media campaign to actually wage the information war. So that kind of tells you a lot right there with their intention and their actions. It's a pretty discouraging if you are very vested in the Trump team, but as with all things, you shouldn't have like, you shouldn't hedge your bets on one person, one individual or one, you know, political movement. You should really be, Focus more on yourself and your family and your immediate circle because that's what you can control. Most definitely. And it's nice that we have on record. So I know because we've talked about it extensively that you were on the fence, man. You know what I mean? You were like, just like me. We're, how many times was I like, I don't know, man. You know, you, uh, so I get the whole feeling of you want um, a good outcome. You know, you want that 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 uh Stallone character uh Schwarzenegger character action movie character to save the day but is it I don't know and and, and it, to me like you said it just seems like the the signs of after the dust settled and, and to me it was really weird that he ran this campaign totally different he ran this campaign as if he was a politician it was just a very poorly run. And then immediately after the election, he starts doing what everybody wanted. When he starts uh, showing, hey, look what's in this bill. Oh, hey, look where this money's going. And I'm like, why didn't you do that the whole time? And that, to me, was pretty telling as well. So other than that, the CPAC was kind of um, uneventful. You know, they had a the few guys, DC Drano and Flecka Talks and a couple other guys, um, you know, get kicked out because um, – for mask, uh, you know, mandates like pulling their mask down or whatever. You've got to be kidding! Me. I didn't see oh, any yeah. of it, so oh, it was yeah. all news. Oh, oh, you but... haven't seen it? Oh, okay, cool. All right. No, okay. I was I was working most of today, so. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's interesting, man. So they were kicked out for mask compliance stuff. Yeah, um, and like honestly, I think some of it has to do with um the whole very conservative of the CPAC. Yeah. That's... So conservative. I know, right? Not, I, I thought so too. That's what signaling, I, not progressive at all. <laughs> and when the topics cancel uh, culture, the topics cancel <laughs> culture, and you're like, "Hey, what we're gonna do, man?" Is a, but at the same time, like, well, DC Drano's was kind of weird because 
they were trying to take fa- uh, pictures with him and he had full his mask. Like, who the hell wants a picture with somebody without with their mask on? Like, what's the point, man? I could just you could if you look like someone like from this up, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can get a lot of money nowadays, I guess, with the mask. You know, but, yeah, yeah, take a picture, but. He got kicked out for that, and Flecka walked in without a mask, and they just told him, like, you couldn't, da-da-da, and he, he was cool. It wasn't, like, a big scene about it, but I also noticed that I was, like, some people are feeling the, like, they don't want the backlash. So, so like, say they want to do something like flyer, right? Like, how I'm going to go fly, and people have told me, talk shit to me, they would be like, oh, you're going to wear a mask? Well, I got to do that to do what I want to do and to get shit done, right? That's the situation where it's at. And I've noticed that some people, obviously, maybe because they have more, well, they have money on the line with it. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying different ventures to make money. Like, I'm going to make money off this, but my own way. I don't want to do the conventional way. You know what I mean? Like, where I don't want to be held down by anybody, not just like an employer, but I don't want to be held down by ad agencies that go, oh, man, you said you said uh, the F word too many times or you talked. No, I want to be able to talk about whatever we want to talk about, you know? And... I think some of these people are trying to comply to their audience as well because you know how fickle people are. You know, you if you say, ah, fuck mask, and they go, you are mask. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, they just, it's just funny how, like, the mass hysteria, I just wanted to point out that the mass hysteria goes on both sides. And it's unfortunate because, like, Fleck, I heard him say even something like that. He's like, man, I don't want to be, like, called out for, like, you know, I'm saying shit and I don't want to, you know, but it's, Shouldn't have to be that way because he didn't make the rules, and to go to do certain things, what are you, what, we're supposed to just not do anything because obviously that's not working. So we're gonna have to find different avenues. And one avenue I've been doing a lot now is if I do wear the mask somewhere and like I'm talking to someone, they have a mask. I just keep telling people, well, we're probably just gonna wear them forever. And then they're like, no, and I'm like, no, for real, yeah. And so if you start putting that into people's heads, because the thing is that people think that, oh, we're going to stop this tomorrow. You know what I mean? The, the date is coming up. But if you just keep putting in people's heads, like all the people that are like, no, man, and some, though, are crazy. And they'll be like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you got to be careful, too, because. Yeah. <laughs> your audience really is the message there. Um, it's very true. And you're seeing it, too. Like the government in the U.K. has recently announced that they have like a tiered plan to kind of uh, erase all the lockdown restrictions um, across the country going into the summer. But for me, it's just another movement of the goalposts that these guys are doing. You know, they're like, oh, don't worry. Just we have to keep vaccinating and we have to keep the lockdowns going just for a bit longer, just till summer. No, that's half a year already. And it's going to easily extend further than that. You know, two weeks has already turned into a year. So let's be realistic. When they're saying six months, that's looking more like, if you go off that same ratio, that's looking like five years, 10 years. (laughs) So do we want to get into COVID? I don't know what you got on COVID. I'm not sure what you got. I want to, I don't want to jump on the vaccine. Yeah, let's uh, start Um, there because I got some shit. Okay, let's let's start there. So I got three articles that jumped out to me in the last week, at least. Italy, dozens of teachers are sick after receiving coronavirus vaccine. This is from Breitbart. Uh, In Rome, dozens of Italian teachers called in sick Monday after getting inoculated with the AstraZeneca vaccine against the coronavirus of the weekend in uh, Treviso, uh, northern Italy. Local media reported students in the two middle, middle schools were sent home an hour earlier than usual due to insufficient teaching staff at the high school 
15 teachers out of 130 were absent complaining of fever, malaise, and pain in the bones. So that's, uh, you know, as they're rolling it out through various uh, institutions and uh, careers, you know, like mm. teachers, for example, in this article, you're seeing there's a pretty high ratio of people having some severe symptoms to the point where they're calling out of work. Um, just to me, it's more evidence showing this is an untested vaccine and we should be very, very cautious making it mandatory and rolling it out like we are um, we're, at this point we're, though it's a, a little too late to really fight yeah. it if yeah. you're in those positions if you're being forced to there's a couple people though like uh i didn't clip it because uh um i was just trying to catch up on everything because i was like man there's so much because we took the week off and then i was like i gotta cut a lot of this out you know and i wanted it to be more yep. recent so i was like I, I don't know, man. It's just pretty crazy. Like, were they pretty heavy out there um, with their teacher unions and stuff as well to, like, that they wanted it? I don't know how it is. I, I haven't really um, heard that much. I don't know how the teachers out there, you know, out here, they're like, oh, we got to get it. Like, I don't know how it is out there. I think it's pretty similar, right? The teachers are pushing to not only they need to be vaccinated, but the children need to be vaccinated, right? Isn't that similar to what's going on here? Precisely. It seems like a lot of the teachers unions across various countries uh, around the globe are very much kind of marching to the same drumbeat. They're going along with kind of uh, similar inoculation schemes and kind of similar demands for uh, coming back into the classroom setting. You're seeing a lot of calls for mask masking of students, very young students as well, mind you, which has a lot of un uh research consequences which should be looked into further a lot of scientific evidence needs to be dug up on that and then i've seen reports where in african countries i saw a clip the other day they were saying they were going to mandatory inoculate the students before they left school that day and there was a mass uh exodus from that school of kids jumping out of second story windows to get away from the school because they're trying to mandatory uh, vaccinate them. Yeah, that's pretty scary, though, man. I would be pretty sc- because it is scary. If you were in school, I would run too. Yeah. If you man. saw everyone go, that's the mom mentality to a degree. But it's kind of, I don't know, when they're making it mandatory, like, oh, before you can leave, you need to. I I would freak out if I was in high school and that happened. And I'm kind of feeling lucky. I'm not in in school. And I'm not oh, kind man. of. The social justice warriors, man, they would eat me. Well, they wouldn't eat me a lot because I would just talk mad shit. Because I talk shit no matter what. But it's just you had like it's the thought police, the 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 word police, everything, you know. Like, and before we get off of England, because I do have a little small clip about like a forty second, and it kind of a good uh, what you're talking about is not only are they talking about vaccinations. This is just a clip about a guy that has uh, medical conditions that's trying to get his groceries at the store, I believe. Um, it's a grocery store, but, uh, he's trying to get some kind of, some kind of market. He's trying to get his food and he's pretty much denied access. And it looks a little eerie, similar to, uh, a situation in Germany back in the days. I don't know if you guys remember about that and these, uh, gold stars. <laughs> that they had. So, uh, 
I think this is. So at this point, you're at this point, you're telling me you're refusing me service because because of my disability. I've explained I have a disability, and you said if I put a sticker on, I can shop, but if I don't put the sticker on, I can't shop. Now, can you can you tell me can you tell me the medical benefits the sticker has against coronavirus? You're exempt. Yes, I am fully exempt. Yes. Fully exempt. Yeah. And I've got a serious uh, mental illness problems. Right. If you, so I can list them if you want. I have to come get my own shop. And right. I don't like the idea of other people touching it before it gets to me. I've got certain conditions. Right. So, I mean, obviously, we're just doing our job. We're following, like, guidelines. Yeah, just so, doing your job. I mean, that's Nazi Germany. Yeah. We're just, they were just doing the job in Nazi Germany. Can yeah. you remember when they said that? Nuremberg trials. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, it's straight up a... And it's a yellow sticker. Like, they just needed to make it into a star, man. And they would, like... It's just, like... It's unbelievable because... I've always thought of like England to have the similar spirit to us, you know, that, I mean, there is a lot out there. Don't let me, I'm not trying to like say that there's not people because I do know tons of people out there, but it's just crazy too it, that they're in a similar situation as us, that where there's this big divide of people that are just want to comply. And it's scary because I think it's been developing over, you know, a lot of this, uh, you know, of time, this culture war, has really affected the children who are being led to be so sheltered and and in fear that it's easy for them to comply because they've been uh, raised to be scared of everything. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the scarier factors about the reopening of the schools for me is that they're going to have, you know, unfettered access to indoctrinate our kids into this new kind of... uh, political realm that the world has kind of been funneled into right now with the very progressivist and, you know, you know, trust the science kind of crowd where that very kind of coincidentally links to the top article that I had, which was an opinion piece from the New York times says, don't go down the rabbit hole. Critical thinking as we're taught to do it, isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. For an academic, Michael Caulfield has an odd request. Stop overthinking what you see online. Mr. Caulfield, a digital literacy expert at Washington State University, Vancouver, knows all too well that at this very moment, more people are fighting for the opportunity to lie to you than at any point, perhaps any point in human history. Which is very ironic coming from the same media group, uh, the New York Times that lied about WMDs in Iraq in 2003. They were the ones pushing that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction and that we need to go in there. Yep. And this, and the like, Russia gate. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Some of the biggest lines of misinformation and flat out conspiracy theories with not a lot of fact or basis behind it um being pushed by the mainstream media. Yep. And they so don't, it's, but uh, it's uh, uh, funny how that they're like, again, with the hip uh, being hypocrites, like yep. they're, they're calling it out, but they don't want to themselves have to deal with it. They're like, oh, well, you know, that's on. And they're just basically saying like, oh, just trust the big corporate media, you know, your, your, your flavor of corporate media, basically. Uh, don't, don't research too much into it. Don't go looking for sources. Even at one point says, don't go past Wikipedia's page. Don't go to the direct sources because, you know, you might 
be misinformed by the actual source information and source material after it's been, you know, before it's been vetted by the propagandists. The, the legacy media. Hilarious. The legacy hilarious. media. That's what they keep calling yeah. it. That's what uh, they uh, think is connects everything and uh i think that there are getting their armor is really chipped away and now they're probably super happy because everything that trump said today i know you didn't get to see it but i already when i was watching it i was like oh cnn's like oh man we're back baby msm you know what i mean because they're all losing ratings without him and they're like literally oh. rubbing their hands together <laughs> literally <laughs> man like well i'm not even exaggerating but I wanted to go back off on the schools that you're talking about because um, I found an interesting clip myself since we're speaking of the schools. And uh, I had a lot of clips prepared uh, for the other week, but you know, all that stuff, uh, you know, we kind of just took a little vacation. Both of us were like kind of, um, I had some Bill Gates stuff, but I, you know, a lot of people, they've been going around that whole, you know, Bill Gates um, had like that, talking about the coronavirus and, you know, hopefully we prepare better, blah, 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 blah. That was going around. And I found this one. It's pretty crazy. It's like a Microsoft school, a little ad thing. I think you're going to be a little disturbed by it. Because, well, a lot disturbed by it <laughs> because it's pretty fucking, it's crazy, man. There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Wear masks, make sure we social distance, and wash our hands. And now, your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Introducing Daily Pass your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your daily pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your daily pass. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. But the real magic is your daily health check. Just answer a few simple health questions every day, and like magic, your entrance ticket appears. Welcome back. Welcome to school. So, how did it go? Dad, I have to admit, I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was so good to be back. Thanks for keeping me safe. I love you so much. You know, what if you woke up some morning and there was no radio? It sounds like the beginning of a short story, you know, but uh, 1984 isn't that far away. <laughs> I went record shopping, went during the time we went off, and I found this National Lampoon's record with uh, Bill Murray, and he said that. I was like, oh, I got to add that somewhere. But that was the perfect that's, clip. That's little... Yeah, it really was. Um, that's Orwellian that's... as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, Microsoft Corporation, you know, if they say it in a nice way, it takes away a lot of the evil connotations and stigmatism that rides along with that name and the various uh, individuals that are associated with it. It's, uh, I mean, it, it, it very much ties into what a lot of the teacher unions are demanding, too, is with they want a safe return to schools you know they're they're asking for minimal class sizes they're asking for less time at actual classrooms like half days basically and at least this is what i'm seeing in school districts in my area um 
they're also asking, you know, to keep distance learning to a degree and kind of rotate groups of students in and out so they have smaller class sizes. It and with masking and other sort of like they're saying track and trace and vaccination passports for kids who can't get sick from COVID. Just saying, don't really think they need to have experimental vaccines put in them, but that, you know, that's just my radical opinion. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when it's not been tested. Now they're, well, they're pushing for those uh, trials. They are. They're pushing uh, for testing of five to eight year olds. Yeah. I saw a headline just the other, uh, other day. Yeah. And that's, that's very, to me, that's super disturbing because like you said, it's um, been so far. Well, we've had a year almost. Well, a year exactly of yeah. this being in the country, and we know that uh, children are not uh, luckily aren't affected by it. Fortunately, imagine if a, a disease as contagious as COVID is supposedly um, that affected kids. There would be a whole nother. It would be a much more. Uh, realistic or almost like close hitting closer to home the fear factor i think we'd be seeing a lot more intense lockdowns if that was the case yeah for sure but but they're using the misinformation and fear of harming kids or you know there some sort of connection to it as leverage to enforce these kind of draconian uh regulations they want to put through our uh put on our kids through the school systems. Yeah, and, and it gets the, it trains them, you know, to comply. Yep. That, hey, you can't go to school. Exactly. You can't go to school. And that uh, actually, you know that picture that I, I don't know if you saw that picture I posted up about, like, the kids in their band, uh, the band practice? I did see that. Well, and there, I saw a lot of people posting that. It went viral, really. And some people are like, even pro COVID, we're like just laughing about it, you know. They're well, like, here's no, the <laughs> here's the clip on it, man. And this is the sad part of what we're talking about, and it kind of ties in perfectly, man. It's kind of crazy, man. We just really randomly, and it's just kind of falling together. It's pretty funny, cause uh, no script, no script yeah, at all. You know what I mean? That's what's crazy. Like not even no, per- like well, we prepared. Per- now we do it different. Like I'm preparing my own yeah. clips, and you're preparing your articles, and that's pretty good, cause it fits perfect. Because it's sad. It's very sad. Um, how the children are just kind of like, you could see that they're just like, you know, I'm just so happy I can do this. Like in one point, the girl says like, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't know what I would do without the, you know what I mean? It's pretty sad. And that they have to, now they're going to learn that I have to do what, whatever they want just to do, get a little bit of, a little bit of liberty. I think she says it in there too. Here's all muffled. Wenatchee High School <laughs> finding a socially distanced solution to get the band back together. I have space and I can play and, and I mean I can't see the conductor and our drum major, so it's it's a nice space to just be there and like without your mask. Easy for a clarinet player like Rob Gonzalez to say. The tuba is a little less comfy. These so-called pods set up in the band and choir rooms, individual students getting inside, zipping themselves in, and then removing their masks to play their instruments or to sing. A welcome change after spending an entire semester in online band and choir classes. Not super fun to just see black boxes with a name instead of your choir mates that you love so much. Though the pods have come with some growing pains. I've definitely gotten my hair stuck in the zipper. 
But for students like Libby Borst, it's worth it. It definitely looks silly, but if you're actually experiencing it, it's so liberating that we get to create because I would be so sad if we didn't get to do choir. Yeah, you're in these green pods and it might look a little weird, but how did it feel to finally be able to sing together as a group again? It was so nice. I'm really grateful for our staff, especially our music teachers, because they made sure it was okay by the school district and the CDC. And I'm really grateful that they came up with something that we get to do to sing. The high school is also currently rehearsing for their spring musical. They're going to pre-record the vocal tracks so the students won't have to sing on top of one another on stage. The talent's still there and it's COVID safe. COVID safe. Don't worry, guys. It's all muffled. I was like, man, how are they gonna what are they gonna dance in those little pods walking around? Like <laughs> just the the one thing that really stuck with me from that was the line is like they went inside the pods, zipped themselves in, and then they took off their mask. Like they're wearing that mask all day. All right, let me ask you, like in high school, it going back to PE, how often did your classmates wash their PE clothes? Man, some people never. Exactly. <laughs> now imagine that's happening with masks. Kids wearing these masks all day. There's going to be an outbreak of viral pneumonias among kids going back to school. Watch. Just watch this space. Well, there was a couple out here in Michigan. And the thing is that, like, it's not going to be reported unless we could see it well you know, it'll like, be reported as covid probably in most kids. likely most likely yeah. and just like with right now like the flu is like at even when i tell people they go yeah it's because everybody's masking i'm like are you kidding me so you're saying that the flu that usually like uh infects four like what almost half a million people a year now only 400 cases that that doesn't <laughs> yeah. alarm you Zero in the UK as of for influenza as of uh, this first two months of uh, 2021. Zero cases of influenza. You know, they still have COVID. The 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 mat the COVID's so smart it can, uh, you know, avoid all the measures that stop influenza, but they can still you know continue the COVID. Well, I story. just ask people. I go, <laughs> is the COVID molecules larger? I mean, a uh, smaller than the influenza molecules? Like, what's the size? Can you show me a comparison of some sort of how it is actually spreading and uh, influenza is not? And now some of the people uh, are going, well, well, actually, the they'll they'll concede a little bit and they'll go, actually, uh, COVID is the numbers are going down too, though, so it is working. So they're 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 convincing themselves that it is working, and they're able to put the two narratives together. You know what I mean? They're like, oh well, the numbers down, the mask. That's why I think they're gonna come out pretty soon in like in April, and uh, Pat, uh, uh, Grandpa Joe on the back. You know what I mean? And uh, tell them, hey man, good thing you did that hundred mask mandate. Uh, COVID is like almost non-existent, and now we're just gonna have to have fun. Everything's open, but we're gonna have to prepare for the, another dark winter. So have your fun. You can have some liberties. We're still gonna have to wear masks though, but you know you can go and do some stuff. But just prepare for the winter coming. Yeah, it's gonna be a year-long winter the way they're trying to play it out. Um... It's funny, too. There's a lot of predictions that, you know, COVID's going to probably completely disappear, uh, you know, from at least me mentioned in the media by probably March or April. I've seen different sources say that. It's a bold prediction. 
but the way it's going, it's ahead of the curve for their quote unquote vaccinations. Um, that is dropping faster. They're even saying themselves in mainstream media articles that, you know, we don't know why the COVID cases are dropping. Well, I mean, I would think it's probably something to do with the genuine herd immunity from actual building up immunity from being exposed to various uh, viruses and uh, bacterias. Exactly. That's uh, uh, what what happens. It's they changed the definition of herd immunity. Did you not know? And they also changed the definition of vaccine in Webster. Uh, yeah. I was like, wow, because that, people were picking it apart. Yes, sir. And, it, you, that's Orwell right there. They're t- changing mm-hmm. the definition of actual words, scientific words, and they're saying trust the science. Well, no, I'm going to always question the science because that's actually what science is. Trusting science, that's not science. That's faith. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's your religion. That's your baseless propagandist, politically motivated religion that you're peddling upon the masses. Unsuccessfully, might I add. Very unsuccessfully. Yeah, you're right. It's a pseudoscience. You know what I mean? It's this whole cultish mentality of just listen. Like like you're right. Like it's it, that's the perfect analogy is like it's faith, you know what I mean? It's not, you're not supposed to trust the science. You're supposed to prove the science. You're supposed yeah. to prove me wrong. You're supposed to say, hey, not yeah. just say you're an idiot. You're not even supposed to say anything. You're supposed to go, here you go. Here's everything right there. And these, even these uh, Team Halo doctors and all them, they're, they're not able to do that even because they know it's bullshit. They know that like what we're saying, some of it, like maybe we're saying it the wrong way. Maybe I'm not coming off like, you know, obviously professional. Obviously, I didn't go to medical school. But so you, they can obviously tell how I'm using the terminology, but they can also tell that these are flags that are serious and for them not to and when they go oh you're just supposed to trust the science i'm like blindly so we're just supposed to listen to you and take your word for it and then they won't respond you know people don't want they don't like that they don't like when people say stuff like that i'm like well that's true man we're supposed to have a discussion are we not like is it supposed to be whatever you say like and people don't get that and you can't get them some of these people are just i guess they're so sheltered Fortunately for me, I wasn't. Yeah, it's a very tightly knit thought bubble, too, for the scientific community. They're all kind of within the same sphere uh, on, like, various issues, whether it's global warming or um, the COVID science or even if you want to get into, like, the multi-gender theories and whatnot. Like, it's all kind of all in that same sphere of influence, that same sphere of ideology. And it's it's weird because it's all kind of you're seeing it in real time happening. It's you can see the patterns. It's knit together. It's all one thought bubble, and it it's progressively, in a bad way, progressively, mind you, uh, being forced upon everyone else around them. And either you're an enemy of that state of mind, or you're uh, with them. It's wild. Yeah, and. And that it's like it goes against everything is the scientific method is basically to always question the theory and actually come up with evidence to prove one side or the other. And, and that's not happening because no. discussions are getting shut down. Like I've even told these doctors, you know, uh, or I've seen other people come in and be like, well, debate this person then. You don't have to debate me. Obviously, you're probably uh, more versed on this topic than me. 
but I can uh, we can link you up with another person that is can match the same quality of knowledge, and they don't want to do that. They could easily debate anybody. Anybody could debate. You can universities do it all the time, and now you have Zoom now, so you can you want to do it safe because you're saying uh, you know you want to stay because of COVID. You got Zoom debate over Zoom, and you can do it on YouTube. You know what I mean? You can do it to for all of us to see, for us to be able to. <clears throat> experience the actual scientific process of what they keep saying is the data is final, right? That's what I've heard a lot of these scientists and virologists and epidemiologists. And I'm like, but what data? Like you have to, how was the data collected? Like that I've argued with people as well. Like uh, the CDC study with the double masking with the, uh, the dummies, you know, the mannequins or dummies, whatever they want to call them and compressed air. How is that scientific? You know what I mean? That's not scientific whatsoever. So that's something that I think they need to address in the scientific field that we should be questioning things. Stop saying trust the science. It's not a religion. It's not something that we're following as a cult because science is always changing. And it's okay to be wrong as well. If Fauci would come out sometimes and be like, hey, you know, I was a little wrong or like that would be acceptable. I understand that the masses, that some people are like, you know, not able to uh, hear someone say they're wrong, but you have to admit and say you're wrong. And if you have to lose your job because of that, then you do. You know what I mean? It's just, and you should know that signing up for your job, serving your country, that's part of it. Maybe you didn't make that mistake intentionally, but this mistake led to this situation and you need to go instead of being praised. I don't understand why people like this are being praised, but they're being praised because the indoctrination with TikTok and Instagram and the schools and all these Zooms and you're seeing all these videos of teachers. And now we're seeing what teachers are saying to kids a lot more. And now it makes you think like, oh, well, I'm not in this classroom ever. How much more was being said when they were there? And how much more indoctrination and pushing of the agenda. And obviously, the reason why they're pushing it is because they get that indoctrinated from when they go to the universities. And they're taught that this is the right way. You know, capitalism bad. This good. Uh, you know, uh, and they try to breed these children like that. And most teachers, like I know there's great teachers. I have some friends that are good teachers. But a lot of teachers I see, uh, they're teachers because... They didn't know what else to do. Same with cops. A lot of cops, too. They didn't have any. They were like, well, I don't know what to in prison guards. Those are the jobs and nurses that people are like, well, I don't know what to do, but this is a decent amount of money. You know, 30 to 50 grand, maybe 60 grand, depending on what I do, how I can move up, uh, where I, you know, school district or area, whatever I'm working, whatever. It can, your price can go up. And it's something they know they can do or they figure they know they could do, but they don't know the magnitude of what it actually uh, pertains to, you know, like what that job actually is. And then they get into these positions and they don't quit it because they put so much energy and time in it. So they're like, well, I have to do it. And they're there and they're miserable and boom, boom, boom. There you go. You got just somebody just doing just a mindless uh, drone just trying to do the work and if something doesn't work their way, they're going to do whatever because they're going to work the system because they're just working there until they retire or whatever their next plan is. Exactly. You nailed it, man. Like the full, uh, the full nine yards of like the process right there. And it's funny too. It was like, you'll run into people online, like in the various, you know, through the communities, comment sections, whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, I'm a registered nurse. And so, and so, and they're telling their perspective and they're saying, you know, they disagree personally with what's going on. Well, 
and they're they're also saying, oh, I'm not indoctrinated because I'm sharing uh, what I'm experiencing. No, 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 no. You are indoctrinated because you're in that place, but you're not fighting against that power. You all the best you can do is anonymously or you know claim uh, via the internet through proxies that you're sharing this information rather than actually standing up against it because you don't have that power. You are a tiny cog in a giant in like, whether it's the medical industry, the teachers unions and the education system, or, uh, you know, the prison industrial complex and law enforcement. It's that feast or famine mentality. So people are like, I don't want to go against the cog because I will lose everything, which they may may not but people have lost everything and still figured out a way but people are afraid to take that leap and like you said they'll they'll say things anonymously i've gotten into with a lot of different truthers over different topics like they don't agree with me and i, I think some people don't like my approach because my approach is uh maybe intense because i i question everything you know and, and i'm a little bit of a smart ass you know what i mean like uh oh how i say shit so people can take it personal i don't take it personal i don't really care like we're having different discussions. Sometimes discussions get heated. I've had heated discussions with strangers that people probably thought we were going to fight. And then at the end of the night, it was good. You know, we had a, the whole heated and we, we, we touched all the sub subjects because we were just both passionate about what we had to say. And it was cool because we had those interactions and then we were able to be like, okay, I see that you agree with me here. And you know what I mean? We were able to connect on certain levels and then be able to agree to disagree on other topics. Absolutely. It's kind of a kind of a beautiful thing to be able to have that perspective on life. You you really need to like you can have harsh truths for people and still even if they're strangers, you know, have the best intent and best wishes for their well-being. But, you know, people need to especially on the internet, you know, not be so soft, like toughen up, buttercup. It, yeah. There's going to be harsh truths out there in the world that even the most quote-unquote woke or uh, red-pilled people will have a tough time dealing with you know well, not just that but all, like all around not just <laughs> that but i think for me like also one of the things like i don't know any like i don't claim to know everything or know this that like i'm not some all no bean i don't know anything like i question shit i like to have discussions try to figure shit out see where it is going i have a little idea of certain things that i've seen through like evidence and examples through history etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think so many people are invested whether it's the left the right we've talked about this a lot of times too you know left right or truth or community too the truth or community is just as bad sometimes they are like willing to hey. like if you do not agree exactly what they agree they say you're an idiot like honestly or the uh, opposition or whatever yeah like like the flat earthers get mad at me a lot like like i asked them i've asked to have debates on it i've had like a, discussions with people but they won't they never want to go on record on record they never want to record it they always want to like either have some comments but they never really say anything i just tell them there's no evidence in my opinion either or right but the evidence that i have leans to me towards more round if you have evidence that can counter that I am more willing to discuss it with you and please show me I have not I'm not up to like tell people like oh you're right you're wrong um but some people they get upset and they just I don't know they just take it like all oh, personal as if 
it, 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 like you said, it's dissimilar with the people with the science of where they take it as it's their religion, as I'm attacking their God. And this is like, you yeah. know, 300 AD. And they're like, oh, my God says this. And I'm like, look, man. Burn the heretic, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you questioning? I know. I know. And yeah. I'm like, you know? Like, how do you know? Like, you have this massive evidence, and you can, but you won't reveal it to me because the evidence I show you counterdicts what you say. And I'm not saying you're, I'm not even saying I'm right. I'm just saying what I've seen shows me this. What's wrong with me asking for that? And then, like, what they do is they, they do the same thing the left does, everybody else, what? Tries to uh, hurl insults, but, like, first of all, they're not even good insults because... I am a shit talker, like, I'm a battle rapper, like, I could talk shit, but I'd be careful because a lot of people will report you, people report you for anything, and I just go, ah, it's not worth it sometimes, I'll talk shit, I try to, like, sneak my little, you know, little boom, like, <laughs> like, but I just like to have discussions, and if, it, like you said, if they're gonna be thin-skinned, why, why even hop on the internet, man, why even have yeah. an open discussion, then keep your page private, um, like, or or just drop it like like if once you drop it i drop it and some do but i just don't know why people are so invested in what they believe as they are right whether it be religion whether it be politics or truth or community i'm just in i'm not in the mentality of i'm right i'm looking for what's going on i'm not looking to say i'm right because i'm probably not right and i don't care about being right but if you're worried about being right then don't then you're in the wrong, th to me, you're in it for the wrong reasons because it's not about being right. Yeah, absolutely. It's about like the journey and the self-discovery of like your own truth and your own, uh, your own reality really. Um, you know, I've been on a pretty crazy path throughout my, you know, political and socioeconomic awareness of the world around me. And I've, you know, I started out very far left and now I'm pretty conservative, sort of libertarian leaning, you know, like it, people's perspectives change and, you know, their life experience adds up and accumulates into, you know, what is their persona and their personality and their outlooks on life. And the the fact of the matter is, is debate wasn't, you know, like we're, we were talking earlier about how bad the indoctrination is going to be right now with the kids going back to school but that was one thing that i really thought was missing in my education in the public school system was the ability and the thought process of actually having a debate and discussion and exchange of ideas and that's something that's missing in society i feel like as a whole <clears throat> yeah it, it is because people are invested like they're rooted they yep don't want to be wrong they've i think that people like because of this feast or famine mentality that we've become to where we have to be right because if i'm wrong i lose everything i think people have that in their head and obviously they're not thinking that 24 like they're not consciously maybe thinking that but subconsciously it's it has to be because you you should be able to take criticism you should be able to um have someone shake your phone it's okay to get upset because all of us do, right? It, it strikes our ego, and then we're kind of like, you know, so, sometimes like I'll mix something down, and I'm still learning, you know. And someone and people are like, yeah, that's good. And then someone will be like, man, it's good, but you know. You did. And at first, you're like, man, 
this guy criticizing how I'm doing this, and you're getting like, man, you know, what does he know? He doesn't do anything. Blah. But then I go, I'm glad he criticized me. Why? Because it pushed me to look further and to improve myself, to find a way to better myself. Am I where I want to be? No, but he's pushing me. That person or the people that talk like that, they push you into that direction. And I think if you change your mentality of using that as fuel instead of like taking it as a, a criticism, as a, a, a disrespect. They take criticism and questioning things as disrespect. Oh, you don't, you think I'm wrong? And I'm like, nah, man, I don't know if you're right or wrong. And he, that doesn't matter to me. Why does it matter? What matters to me is where are we going in this world and what is actually happening? What can we prove? What can we show people to um, kind of alert them to this whole, I don't want to say like, uh, uh, you know, this whole collective of people that are trying to implement their agenda throughout the world that want things to be pushed, that want things to go their way, whether it be that they're all connected, whether they all have the same agenda, I doubt they all have their own little piece of the pie that they have carved out, but they feel like maybe together that it will work better. Now, could it fall apart? Of course, it's not going to work as planned, but that is the goal, in my opinion, of what they're trying to do. So to me, all that other stuff doesn't matter. Now, it might matter to, I might be wrong. I could be completely wrong, but I think that like for me, what I've followed so far in my own track record, in my own mind, that I feel like it's pretty good. Like I didn't go for the whole, you know, uh, I don't even want to say the 17th letter shit. Like, can't even say anything. <laughs> you know, like, we didn't fall for we, that. We all know what you're talking about, yeah. though, at least. The, we didn't, the dedicated followers will, too. <laughs> we didn't follow uh, that, you know. We we questioned that. We pushed back on that. We pushed back on everything because that's what you're supposed to do. The whole reason why I did this, I didn't do this to be like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm not an influencer, man. I want to be, I'm not a journalist at this point like i would say maybe i'm trying to be a pundit and i would like to be closer to a journalist but i have a lot more to learn and a lot more to go but that's the route i would like to take and that's because i felt there's no in integrity i'm not no integrity because there's a lot of independent journalists that have a lot of respect like tim pool uh, o'keefe you know what i mean like uh, jimmy door maybe people might not consider him a journalist i consider him a journalist i consider like a lot of podcasts uh, well, hey, a good one oh. shout out to oh hey, yeah Ventura. Um, really dope one there's a, no there's agenda a podcast that, like yep yep um there's so many honestly and like really digging into like this this greater uh i want to call it the free media and I, that's what i want to address it as from now on because yeah. we're free that corporate leash and we we don't have the golden handcuffs we're not being you know bought out with a big salary you know a lot of us especially small timers like us are uh doing this for free and yeah. out of the goodness of our heart, because we want to share a greater awareness and kind of awaken people to the big, you know, the big lie that's been pushed upon society as a whole through these these corporate media establishments that are very much in uh, the pocket of government and the state. Yeah, in the military industrial complex, we see it live All and, and well right now. And the it's one thing, web. <laughs> what I forgot to mention too, as I played that first clip about you know what's going on in Syria, uh, before we right before we went on, I said, and it was a couple hours ago, uh, Israel is now striking Syria. Really? Yeah. I so, didn't see that today. I saw well, that. Well, it's so. 
frankly, it's not surprising. It's not surprising to me in the slightest because that's exactly what has uh, kind of been foreseen and prophesized by a lot of people in the free media is um, Biden. I mean, there's a clip of it himself. He's like, I'm not Jewish, but I'm definitely a Zionist. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm a Zionist. I'm one of you guys. He was saying to one of the big, you know. Yeah, I've seen that clip. World Economic Forum type groups mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, he's very much uh, holding true to that um, claim. Because Syria is one of the uh, thorns in the side of Israel. Um, and it's been part of this greater conflict. And I'm not surprised. Iran. And Iran and Israel are bitter enemies. And oh, yeah. that just plays right into the hand. And since we're talking about a lot of like uh, uh, to this episode, we've been giving a lot of shouts out to the, the, the what do you say, the free journalist? The media. The free, the free, what do you say? The free media. The free media. There we go. Okay. So the free media. Here's another one. Uh, I don't know if you know Luke from We Are Change. He was on the Tim Pool uh, podcast. And this is a perfectly, the reason why I'm putting it is because I think that it couldn't be said any better. And he's been a long time pushing, uh, you know, this narrative, putting in work. He's got his YouTube shut down, uh, his income, which, which he was making money off of just from being a journalist. He got shut down. He's another journalist affected by the censorship and stuff like that. And I think the way he talks about the whole situation with Iran and Syria and America is couldn't be, I could, no one could say it better in my opinion. What did John Bolton say? By this time yeah. next year, we will be celebrating in Tehran. Yeah, he was wrong on his timeline, but <laughs> right. we have to understand what Syria is. It's not about Syria. Syria is a larger proxy, proxy war between yeah. the United States, Russia, and also China in some ways. China has actually even sent some support to uh, the Syrians. China has a very close relationship with the Iranians. So does Russia. So there's probably going to be another proxy war, just like we're seeing in Yemen, just like we're seeing in Syria, just like we've seen already uh, play out in, um, in in Libya that's going to take place in Iran. But another big thing to really kind of calculate here and understand this larger web that the military industrial complex paints to you is the fact that it was the fir- it was the Gulf War after 2001 in 2003 when the gulf war was launched that made iran such a powerhouse in the middle east region because it got rid of one of their chief competitors iraq and their sphere of influence actually grew they became more powerful because of the war in iraq so again these neoconservatives literally created the boogeyman and we could even talk about the cia coup in the 50s and and all this other stuff but but the the fingerprints on the military industrial complex on the neoconservatives is literally create the boogeyman let's finance isis let's make iran more popular in the region and let's go to war with them next they're literally creating their own problems that they're now coming to you and saying well we have to you know we we can't give you that two thousand dollar check we can't give you $15 minimum wage. We got this huge threat. We got to fight that conveniently we made happen. And, and that's the big lie sold to the American people who just conveniently keep forgetting American history. I'm doing clapback. But I'm just absolutely flabbergasted and, and so disappointed in people, especially in the mainstream media, that don't talk about these events in relevant uh, timelines that actually give people a perspective to see what's happening here because we are essentially 
paying for the destruction of this country by putting us in these quagmires. Meanwhile, China, they're having our lunch. They're they're probing our, our diplomats, and they're going, going to be doing a lot more with their global hegemony, which they're going to take over with their policies rather than our self-destructive we, hurting policies that put us in debt and send our American troops into harm's way for what? We've got... <laughs> Told you, man. You I just... listened to that. Li- I listened to that live, okay. and okay. It, it sent chills down my spine when I heard it. It sent chills down my spine again because he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it, dead to rights. Um, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly the angle that um, we all need to be focusing on and uh, highlighting to expose to the greater mass of, in particular, Americans, but anyone inside of. Uh, I guess uh, the West's influence, especially underneath the corporate media, yeah, because they're not going to talk about this at all. They're gonna, they're gonna paint it a whole different shade of uh, a story because they already have been. Yep. If you're looking at the um, the coverage of Biden's first strike, they're saying they're Iranian-backed militias. Well, that can literally be a dozen groups in Syria, mostly tied to the Syrian government. And it's a religious war. It's the Shia Muslims versus the Sunni Muslims. The Sunni Muslims uh, associated with al-Nusra, ISIS types, and uh, tied to Saudi Arabia versus uh, the Shias who are tied to the government of Syria and various groups outside of you know Lebanon and Iran. So it's a big proxy war. It's a religious war. It's a mess. And we are sticking our foot right in to the bear trap uh, with Biden leading the way. Yeah, like, and people cheering him on. Like, people yep. are actually, liberals are actually saying, I've seen them say it, and that doesn't mean every liberal. I'm just generalizing, and these are the people that, you know, I've been encountering, but they've said, well, they had to, you know, because. There's the Iranian forces over there, Iranian forces. So you didn't even really read it, did you? Because it's not Iranian forces. It's Iranian-backed militias. Like you said, could be anybody. It could be one guy that knows some guy in the uh, Iranian army. You know what I mean? It could literally be like a neighborhood watch group <laughs> in, a, in a town. But because they're Shia, uh, the, the yep. Shia sect Islam, you know, they're Iranian-backed because that's how the proxy war is tied together. And the fact that the legacy media will not put this together for people is really disturbing that they're willing to, uh, you know, play that game with Trump. And that, like, even further makes it, like, look more like a game. Trump came, played the game for them, distracted us more, showed us, like, and, and people still, they thought he's so bad that it's okay to bomb uh and I, I always say innocent women and children. People go, oh, they weren't innocent. You know, there were certain terrorists that they had targeted. Right, man, you know how many times we've seen weddings get bombed? How many times we've seen little towns get bombed? No, man, bombs don't know. They don't go, oh, sorry. Like, hey, oh, that's a kid. I'm not going to blow up. I'm not going to fall on him. You know what I mean? They don't know. And at the locations of people are constantly changing. And, and you're looking for needle in a haystack. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the war on drugs. It's an endless war that will never end because you're going to always have someone that you can say is the boogeyman. And we're like, oh, uh, ISIS. Uh, now they're saying Al-Qaeda's coming back. All of a sudden, Al-Qaeda's making it come back? Like, what the hell? Like, 
I just don't know why people can't break or put it together, especially the people that have lived through it. We live through it. You should be able to put it together that we're constantly at war. Why? And Trump says enough of the right things to get people to still kind of uh, give the GOP relevance. And that's going to continue to be part of our problem because people are so in need of a hero and they got to do the work themselves because that's how bad it is right now. We can't just coast anymore. We have to do the work ourselves. We don't have to do all the work, but we have to do some of the work because it's very bad. That's why we're doing this because, like you said, there's the integrity of a lot of legacy media doesn't seems to be non-existent, and that's whether you're MSNBC, Fox News, I'll even say uh, ONA uh, and uh, Newsmax, because they're doing the same thing, whether they're uh, connected or not, but they're doing the same model of shock value type news to get people to pay attention. They'll say whatever. Oh, you think this is crazy? I'm going to put this crazy story out there. Just like they used to have like the current affairs and the, you know, like the where's Bigfoot, like everything. Those things attract us, right? As human beings, even me, like, but they try to push it to those narratives to get people hooked to those news. Oh, man, they're talking about the election fraud. But then nobody is addressed that there's always election fraud. Nobody's addressed how there's constantly always these manipulations and no one's no one talks about super PACs anymore no one talks about uh super uh large donations that are d drawn in anonymously and aren't really uh there's no accountability to it whether it's traced to an individual or a corporation you know they, these are these are details that are swept under the rug and you do have a point about um the quote-unquote like alt media like you were mentioning uh a lot of them you know whether it's uh, malicious intent or not, they're not focused on the the they're not focused on the right angles at sometimes. I feel like, you know, there's and that's why there is a lot of information. It's the information war. Well, I feel um, like they're just hopping on the like. I get it too, because what happens too is. Not every, some people are just hopping on the the money train. They see it, man. I get it. Like you, you got to do what you got to do. There's I'm money not to be made for sure. Yeah, and I'm not hating on them for that. But in my uh, uh, opinion, in my feeling, is that they're just not really trustworthy. That they're doing, like again, they're pushing these narratives. If they really believe that election fraud thing, why did they have all those? Um, why did they let themselves get pushed around? Right, like that was kind of like. I thought you were an independent media source, allegedly. No, you're trying to be a new face. You're trying to rebrand Fox News. You're you're trying to give us a new piece. And and I've never looked into them. Who knows? They're probably also associated with one of these companies already. You know what I mean? Somebody that it's probably not like a Murdoch or it's not what's his name in uh, CNN, but sure, one of their cronies or something, somebody that's connected to something like that. So, because they're doing the same thing. That's how CNN got popular. That's why Anchorman's so hilarious. You watch Anchorman too, and he's doing the news, the the, oh, the high speed chase. Like it's yeah. so funny to me because when you watch, especially in California, there's so many high speed chases, and you're like, oh yeah, that's exactly, you know what I mean? Like this is why they made it, they made it entertaining. So people are like, oh, and then that's when they started to do the throwing a Geraldo in a rack, you know, like we're gonna give you boots on the ground, and people are like, oh, I'm there, you know. And there's so much manipulation they've done over the years to make it look more dramatic. Like when there's floods, they're gonna go into the area where it's, you know, have the reporter standing in the water when you like look behind them and it's like, 
you know, dry land. And just to kind of sell the fact that, hey, man, it's flooding over here. Like, what's the purpose of that? So they want to push the narrative and it's it's there's no truth anymore. And that's the reason why they're independent of free media is succeeding. Yes, sir. Um, exactly. Because, you know, we don't have uh, that bigger corporate push behind us to go for the clickbait, the uh, basically just entertainment style television, reality TV, that is basically become what is, you know, the news industry, uh, especially cable news, um, left or right. It's it's become a farce. Uh, there's no real journalism there. They don't have people really on the ground. And it, and when they do, you know, they they go to the protests during the summer and say, you know, with the fires burning behind them, fiery but mostly peaceful protests. That's not journalism. You're just trying to slant the narrative to your political stance. And it's plain as day to most people, but to a lot of people, it does affect them and it does sway their opinions. So that's why I think we just have to push for small time groups, um, small individual journalist types, like we've mentioned. Um, Luke, we are changed is a great one. I like how you brought him up. Um, Tim pool. Uh, like you said, Jorge Rodriguez. And then it's funny too. Yeah. I wanted to throw in that. Too, yep. Yeah. Uh, these local, I mean, these legacy medias also, they don't even have like in Kenosha was a great example. They had nobody boots on the ground. And then they're exactly. talking shit on the people from daily caller, like, uh, uh, Jorge who were on the ground that actually yep. had footage. They, they, they talked to people, they were there. And when they released their story, they were like, no, 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 that's not what happened. What do you mean? That's not what happened. They were there. You weren't, you didn't even yeah. have people there. You, you ask questions later. Yeah, but uh, apparently they're so confident in their position of authority and, uh, you know, market dominance that they feel they can get away with just uh, misinformation and actual propaganda just to, you know, protect the people they want to protect and kind of spin it the way they want to spin it. It's um, pretty dystopian and it, you know, it takes quite a level of uh, cognition to be able to sift your way through it uh it's tough it takes some training it takes time um i'd say read up a lot on psychological warfare psychology um and look into yuri bezmanov if you haven't already i know a lot of people that follow us have you know are familiar but he talks a lot about psychological subversion and he was a former kgb agent that defected from uh, the ussr so it's a good that's a good place to start if you're new to this. But um we're in an information war. This is fifth generational warfare and we need to sharpen our minds as not to be subjected to corporate uh influence. Most definitely. And I will say that there is starting to become more people that are um speaking out that are on higher levels like I have this little clip with Dr. Oz with, uh, I don't even really like Wendy Williams, but I was like, man, all right, you know, I'll give her credit for this. And they're talking about the vaccine. And for her, for to be um, of her status, she's a very high, she's legacy status, right? She's been in yeah. the game for a long time. She's, uh, yeah, she's definitely legacy. She's legendary almost because of the long career span radio. Name. Yeah, she's been in radio for a long time. And then she, her TV show, I think it's already been on for like 10 plus maybe. Uh, maybe more. I'm not sure because I don't follow her. But 
it's pretty crazy that she's uh, very vocal about it. <laughs> so, are you planning on getting your vaccine? No. No? No. I don't trust it. I've never gotten the flu shot either, though, and you and I have talked about that, and several of the doctors on my team talked to me about, Wendy, we'll get the flu shot. I've never had the flu. I'm not getting a flu shot. I very rarely get a cold. I never have headaches. I don't take an aspirin because I feel my heart murmur or something like that. I'm not getting... No, I don't trust it. There, I said it. Yeah. So let me go back to the vaccines for a second, because what you say and believe is so important to a lot of people. I mean, millions and millions of Americans are going to say, Wendy Williams didn't get a vaccine, so I don't want to get a vaccine. So let me just ask you if there's anything that could happen that would make you feel comfortable. 10 million people get vaccinated without a problem. Your neighbor gets vaccinated. A sibling, your son gets vaccinated. Someone that's dear to you gets vaccinated and does well. That might make you think, you know, just to get past the hassle of having to lie on my back, recovering from COVID-19 or maybe not recovering uh, is not worth the risk that I might actually consider this vaccine. I'm not getting the vaccine. Listen, 10 million people and more have the flu vaccine. And how many people per year catch the flu? You know, uh, I uh, no, I'm not getting the vaccine, Dr. Oz. I'm not. I don't trust it. And is there something in particular you don't trust about it? The fact that it was made quickly, the fact that we don't have enough follow up. What, what, what specifically is bothering you about it? Doctors are really smart people, but doctors don't know everything. And that's been proven as well. I'm not getting the vaccine. You're right. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't get the vaccine, everybody watching. I'm just saying I'm not getting the vaccine. Just like we say all the time, we're not saying I don't say to anybody it's your own choice to what you want to do that is not up to me i have no idea what your medical situation is i have no idea about that i only know my medical situation exactly and that's the precisely the position you should take when you uh actually have these conversations with people in your circle in your community uh just today uh at work i was talking to a young couple in their you know early 20s and they asked me about it they asked me like are are you gonna take the vaccine i'm like you know what? No, I'm not because I don't feel like COVID is a risk to me. And I don't think asymptomatic spread is a a real threat. It's not, it's been hyper, you know, inflated by the media and weighing the cost benefits between, you know, a very basically less than dangerous uh, virus for someone in my age group versus a very untested and rush through regulate regulatory process vaccine, uh, I don't think it's worth taking uh, the risk and being a guinea pig for big pharma and just taking a blanket vaccine for something that isn't even guaranteed to prevent me from getting the virus. It, it's a That's big just my risk. personal opinion, my perspective. Um, everyone should make their own decision. And more importantly, talk to your personal doctor even. Have the discussion. Yep. And I think that's that's exactly how I address it as well. And obviously, there's some people I'm like, you, I'm not telling you because it's not up to me to tell you. I tell them the same thing. Talk to your physician. Maybe they obviously they have more knowledge about you than I do or even any other doctor on television. You know what I mean? Doctor on television can tell you whatever they want. They're not seeing you every day. Now, maybe your doctor thinks it's. Maybe he's right, and if you think he's not right, then you can go to another doctor and try to explore and see. And if you think there is something fishy about it, you can look into it more, and you can see what you think into, uh, of it. What do you see? 
we just try to point out the propaganda that they're pushing. He even kind of said it in there. He kind of slipped a little bit. He goes, well, what's the reason why you don't want to take it? Is it because it was rushed? Is it, be you know what I mean? He is it because of this? And he's already telling the signs that they know why people don't want to take it. They know what the reasons. I love how she, uh, she does that though, because he was trying to nail her down on some, uh, one particular talking point that they could fact check and debunk and throw oh. her complete testimony as, you know, anti-vax, anti-vax. Yeah. She's just, she doesn't believe in science. And, and she, she, she did, but, she approached the question very professionally because she, she didn't answer on purpose. And she said, and, and I liked yep. how she added that end. Cause I thought it ended it perfectly because she's exactly right. I am not telling you not to take it. I'm just telling you, if you're asking me, I am not taking it. And I'm not going to tell you why I'm not going to take it. I'm, well, I told you, I don't trust, I don't, I'm not going to explain it any further because there's no point. You already think what you think. I think what I think. I'm not judging you for doing what you, I don't know your situation. Show me the same respect. My body, my choice. Exactly. That's, that's the angle you go with and you have to just, you know, respect other people's choices about governing their own sovereignty, their own body. Yes, that's fine. You can have the vaccine. You can do it. I wish the best for you. Good luck with it. Like, let me know how it goes. Uh, but for me, I'm not fucking with it. Yeah, I, I'm uh, with you. I'm with you on that. I don't know. I'm just letting you know we're at uh, hour 20 right now. Oh dang! All right, we we could uh, maybe like wind it down, wrap. Yeah, it up that's what I'm saying. Bit. Yeah, we'll wrap it. I'll cut this out right here. That's what I say. That's the beauty that we can edit. <laughs> that's kind of nice, honestly. Like the the pressure of live is kind of intense. Well, what was bothering me is the last a uh, 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 few times that people just they couldn't hear, and I was just like, dude, it's yeah. like throwing us off. Where we were having good rhythm, and we're saying, you know what I mean? We're touching topics, and I was like, you know what? We got the RSS feed. That that's good. You know. And who's to say it's not like some, some, someone who's against the message who's just saying, I can't hear it just to throw us off. Exactly. So I was like, you know what, just for right now, I know I, I you know I talk a lot of shit, so I probably angered people. I don't know what, which, <laughs> I don't know what you got I left. I think we both do, but you, you're especially talented at, at it. I <laughs> yeah, <guess. laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. I have a couple more clips, like I said. So like, I wanted you to kind of wrap up on what yours, I'm going to, I think I have, I have one more clip, and it's a. Uh, I think this one's a good one. But other than that, I think you know, just end off a couple of your articles, and then I'll end off with uh, the last clip I have because I think it's kind of interesting. Okay, I got two two big articles I think I'd want to highlight for this episode. Um, this one's an interesting one uh, coming out of the World Economic Forum. Will Cyber Polygon 2021 be as prophetic as Event 201 in simulating a pandemic response perspective? So this is basically a, a, a war game like they did with Event 201 simulating a pandemic coming in. They're simulating a cyber attack on the economic uh, supply chain. The World Economic Forum will stage another cyber cyber attack exercise as it continues to prep for a potential cyber pandemic that founder Klaus Schwab says will be worse than the current global crisis. The solar winds hack served as a wake-up call to the supply chain attack vulnerabilities still present in the public and private organizations, and it served as a warning that the next breach will be exponentially worse in spreading through any device connected to the internet. So that's a 
pretty big red flag for me coming across my my personal news desk. Man, um, I didn't even hear that. Like, I heard a little bit about that, but like, that's why it's good to get these little powwows because, yeah, I've heard, but I stopped uh, looking into that whole um, war game of that, and I forgot what it was called. So I didn't. I'm glad you brought that up. Polygon 2021. Cyber Polygon 2021. Okay. And, and it, I need to do more research on myself. I barely like came across this like the last couple hours. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because, you know. The way Event 201 went with the COVID pandemic and the wargaming of that, and it almost went like a complete b- blueprint off of that, the way uh, the whole COVID pandemic went and their response to it. This is kind of just them foreshadowing their actions at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think we'll see a cyber attack in the future from yeah. unknown sources. And, and it's gonna somehow connect too with this whole Syria, uh, uh, Iran, Iran thing. So maybe that's Iran's gonna be a good uh, scapegoat for that. And remember, they took down a Bank of America back in the early uh, mid two thousands ish, or the whatever that I don't know if it was two thousand seven, six, or somewhere around there. And I think they also took down um, a casino. At the, was it the Sands Casino? Maybe the guy that just recently passed. He was a big advocate for Israel. Um, and they hacked his uh, a casino as well, so th- they can easily paint them as the villain of who who hacked all this. And I think that they can do that, and then they get their proxy war right. They're, they they start off by doing shit and um, dropping bombs on Syria, uh, allegedly on militias backed by Iran, which will be the you know. The foreshadowing, the like setting the movie up, the intro, and then they're going to maybe have a big cyber attack. Who knows where? Doesn't have to be in America. You got to remember that as well. It can be, but it will be probably in a a major city. I'm sure uh, of some a financial hub yeah. too. Yes, just to connect to the global banking market. Um, yeah, and I think I know where you're going with this. That bigger cyber attack uh, followed following the uh, proxy war. That's going to be justification for a full-on hot war with Iran and boots on the ground, probably. Yep. You hit exactly what I was thinking, because that's exactly what I see happening. And it looks like that's why like, I've uh, got into, I think, a lot of arguments with truthers is because right now, that's to me, that is the thing that, that we should be putting out there is, yes, there is a lot of other things that need to be talked about. like, But to me, the most important is this divide and the way we can unite some way maybe not everybody but a good talking point is pushing these endless wars and showing them hey we're still doing these endless wars do you see now we can show you listen to me now i'm telling you that we're going in iran and then you they can see the things happening you know they go oh wow we are in syria oh wow this is happening and you can start putting it together and you can see that these are invented by the military industrial complex so they can have endless wars so they can keep making money they don't want it's not even just that they i think that they've sown it so much attached to um the economy that it will i think it would flatten the economy maybe and that's maybe the real fear maybe it's not that they want to have endless wars but maybe or um, uh, out of greed you know obviously there's greed involved but i think maybe some of it is that they're like we can't stop now it's it's a uh, it's a force that can't be stopped now because our economy is tied with this yeah and it uh, the Syria conflict really ties into that energy dilemma you're talking about because 
Europe's very much dependent on natural gas coming from Russia. Now, the Qatar, uh, Saudi, uh, Syria pipeline that's, you know, in the works, that's kind of been a lot of what the truth of community has been saying. This is the real reasoning behind the conflict in Syria is to depose uh, Bashar al-Assad, the president of Syria, so that they can get this pipeline through and have an alternative uh, competitive market against the Russian natural gas. Now, I don't think it's worth it to compete with, to, you know, overthrow Syria to just have a natural gas market competition with Russia. But that's apparently the agenda that um, the globalists and and, uh, in general are going for. But for me, the bigger point is who stands to gain the most from a big war between Iran and the U.S. with proxies of Israel and uh, Russia on the sidelines? China. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that they're going to push it. That into another article I wanted, I wanted yeah. to highlight. Um, Biden dismisses China's Uyghur genocide as difference in cultural norms. Joe Biden refused to, to denounce China's Uyghur uh, genocide in his CNN appearance last night, asserting the communist country's sis- systematic oppression of minorities was just a different cultural norm. Yes, really. Despite the Trump administration and his own characterization of Bi- of Beijing's treatment of Uyghur Muslims as a genocide, Biden furiously backpedaled after he was asked about the issue. If you know anything about Chinese history, it has always been the time when China has been victimized by other by outer world by the outer world is when they haven't been unified at home said Biden, going on to say that President Xi Jinping is aiming to achieve a tightly controlled China. I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in western mountains of China. Culturally, there are different norms that each country and their leaders are expected to follow, he added. See, it's like falling I mean, in line. It's it's. Imagine if FDR... Uh, you know, going into the 1940s had said, you know, the Germans have very strict policies against minorities and undesirables in their country, but that's just their cultural norms. Uh, we're not going to side with the allies in the war. We're, we're just going to sit this one out and yeah, it's just cultural norms. Just imagine it would the difference that would make in the world. Oh Yeah. And we're supposed to be the the superpower of the world, and our president is literally the Neville Chamberlain, if you know your historical references, yeah. of our time frame. He is appeasement. He's all about the appeasement and the cessation, uh, cessation of the upcoming rival power. And when America has been branded as the police of the world, to let all these uh, outrageous... Uh, human rights of violations continuously to go on when we're supposed to be the uh, morally superior uh, country as what the, that's what they've tried to portray. Uh, that's why they hide all their little dirty secrets. Like, you know, all the little, they, which every country has. Like when people try to say this country is more racist or this country did this, every single country was uh, start. every single country was started off corruptly, was started off with slavery, was started off with like, horrible conditions and and constantly manipulations of the people constant uh, of 
bad treatment of the people. It, it's it's always happened. But we, we did establish uh, some sort of, and it's all around the world, you can see it, but we've evolved into where we are more self-sufficient or we were trying to become more self-sufficient and they're trying to get us away from that is that we can communicate ourselves. We don't need to talk to the, uh, you know, the government doesn't need to tell me I could talk to my neighbor, you know, I can go tell him, hey, da, da, but they, that's what they're going trying to push that back to. To me, it's turning back the time of when people were not, it's going to be like connect the world, but disconnected. That's why like they've already done that to us. That's why we're not able to see what they're looking on their web browsers in Brazil without VPNs that, or China or Russia. They, they want it to be a connected world, but only connected, uh, to the, for their means, not for our means. And I think that's the false uh, reality that a lot of the progressives and um, the people that are down for the global uh, the globalization is they think that it's going to be this utopia of where everybody's connected, but they don't realize that, yes, the elites will be connected, but you will not be connected. You will not be able to know what's going on in Russia or China or they don't want you to know that they're going through the similar struggles that we're going through. That's why we always highlight the protests everywhere or the uh, civil unrest in other countries to show you that the same civil unrest is not just happening here, not just in our cities or our states or our country. Uh, countries all around the world, cities all around the world are experiencing the same thing that we're experiencing because there's and, and people want to brush it off to say oh it's a pandemic and people are crazy you know they don't know it's because the the misinformation regardless of what's true and what's not true the way it was handled by every single government was sloppy was uh not thought thought out very well and was not uh didn't execute and when they didn't execute and they did fail they lacked the moral um respect to tell the people that i fucked up sorry i'm stepping down i am resigning no they decided to twist the lie like people like cuomo and we don't, I don't have any clips of it and not only is he a piece of shit for killing ten thousand people and trying to keep pushing it on to the, co the workers uh it's the federal government and now he has these two sex scandals that they're trying to brush under the rug like come on man these people are they, they don't have any business being in government and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to like implant these people all over the world very much so man it's a uh, pretty trying especially you highlighting cuomo right there at the end um and that's just, like the, the, there was other governors uh, across the country that did that i think uh whitmer was among them newsom was among them um uh, the British uh, health industry also did this uh, pushing of, uh, you know, recovering COVID patients into uh, nursing home facilities or care home facilities um, that increased the exposure of the most vulnerable people in our population to this virus that targets the old and the vulnerable. It's, um, it's genuine murder, and there should actually be a lot more accountability and pressure put on these people. They they need their feet held to the fire, but because of the way corporate uh, media is tied to, you know, the likes of big pharma and the medical industry, they will never get that pressure on them to a degree where they actually have to, uh, you know, pay up car their karmic uh, their karmic dues. Yeah, and they just get to get away with it and keep. Do it. 
Well, once you own everything, when you have the media to tell whatever you want to tell, sow any lies you want to sow, and then you have people that are just so desperate to want to believe in something or want to want it to go this way that everybody does want it to be a peaceful world, but the only way it could be a peaceful world is that from time to time we have to fight tyrants. It's the only way. There's never going to be an absolute time of peace because there will be times of peace, but then we have to fight tyrants. And necessarily doesn't mean uh, an actual war of uh, you know being on the battlefield, but it's a constant pushback to not allow anybody to push us into a corner to have to obey, to have our own rights, to have our own uh, freedoms of religion or expression of religion or whatever it may be with your sexual orientation. But all this dictating of where people are trying to tell people um, what you should do, what you should say, how you should talk, how you should uh, address somebody, how, uh, what a gender is, what it's not. And I think that's so wrong because you can't expect me to change my personality for you when you're saying that people have to change for you. Like, it just puts you into this category. Now, has people been, a, you know, obviously in the LGBTQ whatever community <laughs> they, they they've had their their share of i'm sure of abuse i know that there's people that are uh uh homophobes and like but to me mostly people in our age range and down they don't give a shit like and i don't mean it in a mean way i mean it like they don't care what you can do whatever the fuck you want man that's you man most people in our age range and lower they don't and i would even put some of the gen x people because they don't care because we went you know we had that hip a lot of people had hippie parents or it it wasn't a big deal. We we were around it. We've seen it. We've experienced it. It's not that big a deal. Like to me, now is there people that probably yeah in like a small town? Sure. But that's gonna always be. There's always gonna be an ignorant person. And this whole thing of like, let's penalize the world for talking the wrong way or saying the wrong thing or whatever it may be, when there's all this mixed information, when nobody has the correct science, when nobody has the correct data, there's all these different numbers thrown at us. Even when, and then when we say something that we know is factual, it has nothing to do with religion. A man and a woman create a child. That's simple science, man. It's not, it's not about shitting on anybody. It's not about, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't even, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't care if you're trans or gay. You, we could chill. If you're a cool person, we could chill and talk and discuss. I don't care what, what you identify as or whatever your life is. I don't know. I'm not your story. But... Don't tell me how I should talk. Don't tell me how I should interpret information, especially in this world that has been completely uh, destroyed with uh, propagandists. Yeah, and it's part of the greater like identity politic uh, push that they put on us to kind of divide and conquer uh, and distract against the greater narrative that, you know, these talking points that we don't focus on enough, whether it's, corruption in government or the heinous um policies that certain governors are putting uh our most ex uh, our most uh you know exposed people in front of the line of fire in terms of this vi virus um it's it's a wild um it's a wild ride and you kind of have to really um you have to do your homework. You have to do your research. You need to go down the rabbit hole. Don't listen to that original New York Times opinion piece that we we're highlighting because they don't want you to do your own research because they're afraid if you go past their, you know, ice icing layer of uh, propaganda and get into the actual cake, you're going to find out the truth. 
Well, I'm going to get my last clip out there, and then uh, we'll get on our little, like, uh, you know, we're getting uh, our little out of show, you know, our outro. I got a little nice little outro. But uh, this last clip I wanted to mention, too, that uh, uh, I can't pronounce it that all the time. I always kept thinking they were saying Oakland, but it's like Auckland, uh, New Zealand. They're back on lockdown. Um, I had uh, – they're just, I think it happened this morning, actually. Like, this morning they woke up to, like, I think it's a seven-day lockdown or a 14. I'm not sure on that. But the thing that's really crazy is it's because somebody had COVID or somebody knew some of them had COVID or may have had COVID, but they've been tested three times and they've been negative. So even though he was, the person has tested negative three times, they're still locking down uh, Auckland. So, shouts out to all the New Zealand homies. Like, man, if you're out there I, right now, they have it's all the train person? stations. What's up? It's one person. Yeah. And then they're not, and it's one person that was, uh, I don't know if they were encountered. Like I said, that's why I didn't, uh, I'm just mentioning it real quick. I saw it before I came <laughs> on to, because um, I was editing all day. And yeah, they're just basically one person, and he, they were tested three times because they were around some that either had it or may have had it. And at first they were like, yeah, it's for sure the variant. It's for sure. And now they're like, well, just in case it is the variant. But I'm like, buddy, three <laughs> negative tests. So, like, I don't really get it. But they're still locking them down. And the, the all the airports and the buses, it's flooded because people are like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm, I'm leaving vacation, you know. Uh, <laughs> but here's a little Orwellian clip to end it. Uh, for our last clip before we do our little outro. Welcome back. New video surveillance technology will be rolled out next month to help Australian businesses maintain social distancing in the workplace. Powered by artificial intelligence, the system includes contact tracing and COVID-19 mask detection capabilities without the need for a phone app. As more Australians head back to the office and factories, a new tool will be activated on June 1st to make enforcing pandemic distancing rules easier. Developed by Motorola Solutions, this smart surveillance system will watch where people walk and where foot traffic is causing close contact. It will record it and report it for action. Artificial intelligence is doing all the heavy lifting, so real people don't have to watch hours of video. For example, if wearing a mask is a company policy, you'll be flagged by the system when you're not wearing one. We take our role as practitioners of responsible AI very seriously and Pay particular attention to designing products that empower decision makers and also design for privacy. Surveillance tech can already easily track people in a crowd. Here's the system following a subject in yellow. See, they're like getting into more and more. We saw that at Amazon. We saw that with a couple other companies. Looks like a lot more companies are adapting this. Now it looks like they're adapting it to governments. They're going to use it to tr just everywhere you're walking or wherever you're at to say, hey too close yeah and you, there was one key line in there where he was saying we're going to enhance the ability of our decision makers um so Good the catch. people in power are going to get more power gotcha it's exactly what we've been predicting with this whole ai nonsense but uh you know we told you so yeah right <laughs> a little pat on our back little because a little bit a little bit I mean, we've been trying to tell people because it's going to be used against you, man. We already knew that. Why wouldn't it be? Always would be. Always has been. If it has been in circulation for a while, as I think it has been to a degree. Um, in particular, you look at the algorithms and stuff. 
those are damn dumb AIs. Yeah. And they've been training them up for a while now. They've been you they've been processing our data um through social media and marketing. Um just for marketing purposes. Yeah, just know, of course. But there we well, go. We're living in uh a worse world than Orwell probably could have even dreamed of. For sure. Well, I think we're gonna end on that note. You know what I mean? A good, uh, a nice little uh, highlight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to end on a, uh, a light note. But uh, we're not doing lives anymore. So anybody listening to this uh, for a little bit, we're uh, staying off the Instagram lives. If you were listening to us from uh, IG, um, you can still hit us up at Kill the Mockingbirds at Gmail. Uh, the KTMBproductions.com uh, website is. Uh, it's still a lot of work, so I don't want to put a timeline. I had said two weeks. It may take a little bit longer. Um, uh, but if you have any submissions, so hit up the Kill the Mockingbirds uh, at Gmail. Submit videos. Uh, we'll post you up on there. You know, if you have clips and um, if you have a, a an interesting feeds of trying to put truthers, we have a little truthers corner spot on there. So we're gonna be featuring people that are getting banned and have been uh, part of the purge. But uh, other than that, you know, you can catch us on Apple, Spotify, or RSS feed. And uh, we're still working on all our shit to try to get you uh, more information out there. You know what I mean? I'm Sean Chris. This C Bass. Kill the Mockingbirds. Truth Report. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. What if Bill Gates disappeared? No problem. I will buy many gates and solve the problem. Oh, on some. <laughs> Firstly, Bill Gates is the third richest person. If Bill Gates disappeared, a highly respected billionaire will be missed by many. Hmm. Secondly, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the largest private charitable foundation worldwide. If Bill Gates disappeared, philanthropy will take a big hit. Hmm. Thirdly, Bill Gates co-founded the Giving Pledge. Herein, billionaires pledge at least half of their wealth to philanthropy. If Bill Gates disappeared, this wonderful initiative may die down. Fourthly, Bill Gates is a leader in the climate change fight. If Bill Gates disappeared, climate conservation efforts may take a hit. Fifthly, Bill Gates has funded many startups working in clean energy. If Bill Gates disappeared, fossil fuels might make a comeback. Hmm. Lastly, if Bill Gates disappeared, Warren Buffett, the famous American investor, will huh? dearly miss his best friend. Hmm. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.